Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Congratulations. You made it through another week. You're, you are one week closer to Husker football in Ireland. Congratulations. Happy Friday. Welcome into Old School on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. DP, Jay Foreman here to greet you and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman, text line 402-464-5685. Join in on the conversation and join in on the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Old school, sponsored by Sand Hills Global. Sand Hills Global has hundreds of job opportunities and internships at their global headquarters here in Lincoln. If you head to sandhills.jobs today, you can apply for any one of those hundred, hundreds of job opportunities. Again, that's sandhills.jobs. Go apply today. Gentlemen, we made it through another week. Can, can I start out? I'm, I'm going to vent. And then I'm going to get in space. Okay, okay, so 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 Hall of Fame Yellow Jackets. It means something. It means something. It's supposed to be the best of the best of the best of the best. Right. Best of the best of the best. People who have contributed to the game of football at a level where if you if you want to talk about the history of the NFL, these people have to be a part of. It. Mm-hmm. Like you have to speak to these people. The greatest of the great, the greatest situations, the greatest rivalries, the greatest games, the greatest moments, the greatest plays. So, and again, I, I, let me be, let me let me say it in, up front. I apologize to the person I'm about to speak about because I have to speak about them to elevate the next person. You cannot talk about the history of the NFL without talking offensive line play. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Right. And you cannot talk about the history of line play in the NFL without talking about the Hogs. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're, we're picking up what you're putting down. Right. Okay. And then, of the Hogs, the guy who transcended the game and transformed the game by being key rival and opponent to – the greatest defensive player in the history of the NFL at his apex. Lawrence Taylor would come in and just devour offenses. (laughs) He would destroy schemes. He would destroy players' careers and resume. At his greatest moment, he had to defeat a certain player. At his other moments, he was defeated by this player. Yes. That in a time where in that division you were facing Reggie White, Harvey Martin, Ed Tutal Jones, Lawrence Taylor, so on and so forth. Right. And there was one man, 
who took who who was so outstanding, so excellent that he changed the way d- defenses attacked Washington. Right. His name is Joe Jacoby. Big hog. Big hog. Mm-hmm. You cannot talk about the history of the NFL and offensive line play at any level in any space without talking about the Hogs and Joe Jacoby. Now, right. they still talk about him. Three Super Bowl championships, three, with three different quarterbacks right. behind that's, him. That's impressive. Three yeah. different starting running backs in all of those games who all pumped for 100 yards in the Super Bowl other than against, against in the loss to the Raiders. Right? Dominant. We saw one of the greatest plays in the history of the league. I think they ranked it number 19 all-time greatest play. John Riggins, touchdown run against the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Lead block on that play. Who'd they run behind? Did Joe they, Jacoby. Did they run behind Joe Jacoby? Joe Jacoby. Now, I'll say all that. This young man's not in the Hall of Fame. His partner, Rush Grimm, is it. Kudos. Kudos. But he's the only hog in, in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Boo! Because Joe Jacoby's in. Now, here's why I get really mad. See, the NFL, you've lost your way a little bit. You've lost your way. Because you're supposed to have the Hall of Fame be about the best ever. The greats. And you put in Tony Baselli, who never played in a meaningful football game in his entire NFL career. Right. Tell me what matchup Tony Baselli had with any great player in the in the AFC. Well, that, well, there isn't one. Well, the, how he got in in his marketing campaign was his the playoff game actually, which was a meaningful game. He never got to play in a lot of meaningful games because he always was hurt. But the one he did play in was against Bruce Smith, and that was his thing. That they said Tony Baselli shut Bruce Smith out. Bruce Smith was not happy about that. And he even said or alluded to that Tony Baselli shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And he definitely said, don't make your Hall of Fame campaign based on one game against me. This is a career. We're talking about a career. I just posted. You can find that article. I I just posted the video of of Jacoby and it's him against the Eagles when they had Jerome Brown and Reggie White. Like they 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 had thumpers. Yeah, but DP, DP, you got to understand. Here's what here's what I've grown to learn about the hall of fame process which obviously you know with my dad kind of waiting and i guess hoping to get in and hopefully it does before you know he gets too old and obviously you know wanting to be alive um is a lot of it is well first of all um for steve i think steve young was the first ballot hall of famer i mean nothing against steve young a lot of these guys are on and this is the thing that when NFL Network, they kind of told on themselves, right? Mm-hmm. When they had Michael and Dion, which was must-see TV, those two. Whereas they were talking to guys and say, we'll get you in. Chris Carter was like that. So what guys are doing, and they're getting in a lot sooner, is they're on TV. Uh, Tony Baselli works for Westwood One, does a great job calling games, does TV games as well. So you're in the face of people that are voters, and so you're, you know, present day as well. And with the the overblown, with the way the games change, stats are way, you know, you know, you you can get stats a lot easier. Um, in this day and time, you get in, and then every year that somebody gets in at say said position, it pushes back the Russ Grimm. It pushes back possibly the Jeff Bostic. It pushes back the 
you know, like even for instance, like I know I mean, Jim Lachey. Let's have that discussion. Even Let's like have you know, guys like Steve Jordan, Jordan and, Gross, um, who actually just thumped people all all over all over the NFC. Yeah, no, the Jordan Gross won't get in, but guys that like that deserve to you know possibly. Well, get Buffalo in. has two linemen that should be should be at least in the conversation ahead of Baselli. Yeah, but then also what goes into it is what you need to understand is the two teams in the Hall of Fame game have a player going in. It's politics. It's who the organization is going to push to get in. Jaguars are going to push Tony Baselli. What's the best thing for the Jaguars to do after they just had the worst coach and the worst culture in, in NFL history? Their number one pick of all time goes into the Hall of Fame, Tony Baselli. Of all the people and all the teams to choose from, to choose Jacksonville, shame on you. Well, that's not it. Shame on you. There was no reason to pick Jacksonville. But there's not teams that are going to sign up. They're not raising their hand to play in that game. I Look, any and again, well, any team that says that, I got issue with anyway because it's not about you. It's about you, your players, and your fans. Like stop being right, selfish, but, it, but it's about the players. Being they're, narcissistic they're not about gonna. It. They'd rather have a home preseason game where they make a ton of money and pay the players a tenth of what the payroll is and pocket that money. So I, I get, well, that's horrible business. No, it's good business no, for the no, owners. No, no, no. Look, I'm I'm done telling people that because you make more money off of it, it's good business. Well, I mean, they're like, they're running I'm, the I'm, business I'm, though. No, but but Jay, this you're a part of a league. You're part of a, a, a partnership right. of 30. And guess what? You're accountable to your fans. You're accountable for the players who, who put body parts, who leave body parts all over the league. In 30, 30 plus cities, you leave body parts, bro. You are carrying it today. Yeah, but they should be. You know what? They take the Hall of Fame game and put all of that money back in the alumni pool where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it should be, but put it's it, not. It, they'll fight. Put, they'll fight tooth and nail. But that's that's a whole nother thing. And well, but this is. But but I, but you got to understand. That. But you got to understand how the process worked. I didn't realize how the. I always kind of felt like if you were a transcendent player during the time that you played that you would get in. Um, but then as, you know, kind of talking to my dad and talking to different people, it, it a lot of times it has nothing to do with how – I mean, but there's guys that are, that are questionable to get in. Jay, your dad should there's, be There's some in. guys that I would probably venture to say that probably were a little bit better than Cliff Branch. Well, what Branch – It took did, Drew Pearson decades to get in. What Branch did – I said yesterday that he was one of the t- – he and Bullet Bob Hayes were two of the great deep threats in a time where great deep deep balls weren't thrown yeah. at that level. The fact that they put Lance Allworth in before you put in Bob Hayes and, and Cliff Branch is why is a question I have. Right. But, <laughs> but it's all – Bolitnikoff, you put in Bolitnikoff before you put in B- B- Bullet Bob Hayes. They averaged 22 yards a catch. Guys, do you want thicker – Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to 
find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. All right. Come on. Like, oh, so I get that. But Chuck Foreman revolutionized the position. You can't talk about running back play in the NFL without talking about Chuck Foreman. You yeah, can't. Nobody that knows do, football. Gotta get, you got to get the ownership behind you to push it. Well, but quite frankly, you know what? People, so with, a falls, microfo- so, so people falls, with a microphone. It falls on the ownership. It falls on the local media up in Minnesota. And well, then, I'm going to be loud. And, and then you need to get <laughs> – um, you know, people, you know, behind the mic. Now, the NFL is trying to do more of the, um, like, senior committee and stuff like that. I think I think if they decide to put in four modern-day players, right? So, just say, like, you know, like the Peyton Manning area, or, you know, guys like, you know, more recent, then you need to match that with senior players getting in. You get what I mean? Players that have already passed, I think, the 20 years or whatever. Um because there's a lot of guys that are getting forgotten there, but you got to think even on the Vikings teams from when I was a ball boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you look at Steve Jordan's stats, mm-hmm. their Hall of Fame stats, if you look at for the tight end play for the tight end at, position, that, at time. That, that time, they're next level, but yeah. they're comparable to today's time. If you look at Joey Browner, that he revolutioned the, big, the first really true big Thumper. physical safety yeah. that played in the box and still could play the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, what really could help my dad is if, which is kind of backwards, is Roger Craig getting in. Because Roger Craig is more recent than my dad, where he had the 1,000-yard receiving, 1,000-yard um, rushing. And he obviously he has more Super Bowls than my dad. But, but there's going to be a run. There's going to be a run. Right. It just kind of takes one to get like going. Chuck it's will, just get, like, Chuck it's will just like, get it going because somebody will get upset enough. Right. To, to do it. And then the discussion will happen this way. And I can tell you, here's the, here's the pocket of five guys who are all in the space with your dad as a product of your dad, but guys like Terry Metcalf. Yeah, those guys, yeah. Your, Chuck will get in, then Terry Metcalf, then you get Roger Craig, then you're going to – one more time, you go back in the space of guys who, who change the position the way it's done and then produce it at the max level. Then you're talking about Brian Mitchell, Devin right, Hester. Yeah, Devin Hester. Right. Kind of like along the same lines, but you just need one. Even like Steve Tasker, because when Steve Tasker goes, then Slater from the New England, and when he eventually retires, will go in and those type of guys. So Who, who goes it? Who goes it for, for, like, let's say they're five special teamers, cause, and we tend to think returners first. But think about guys who excel. Are there enough guys? who excelled at special team play, not as just as returners, but as defenders. Because Brian Mitchell covered as well. Like yeah, he, well, you think Devin, Well, you think returner, Devin Hester, the second, Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell has the best stats as far as everything because he did he punt return and kick return. And Steve Tasker returned as well, but he was he – Does was Hester have, have a chip? No. no. No, they made it. He Well, he – but Devin Hester, he has was, so many records. But Devin returns. Hester was must must see TV. I yeah. mean, those guys need to get in, and and but it's gonna take you know really really to be honest with you, um, if there was more humility at because like if you if Marshall Falk was sitting in here if sit, I've talked to Marshall about this mm. a few times I talked I've met him mm-hmm. talked to him about it and he's he knows you know my dad had helped him. Now granted, Marshall Falk took it to a whole nother level, but 
you get a guy like Marshall Falk, um, and maybe not now since you know obviously he had some stuff going on, but you have somebody that had that's on readily on networks in front of people. Mm-hmm. Really, is it pay it forward or pay it back to mm-hmm. players like even Roger Craig and my dad? Then that's what gets it going. Um, but there's too many guys getting in. Um, it, you know, it, like what? But again, I like whether you like it or not, and. Obviously, I don't like it, and I'm not biased towards my dad. I can recognize what he what he's done. No. You know, he's you know he's one of the few MVPs not to be in. He was rookie of the year. He was the first to lead the league in rushing and receiving up until Ladanian Thompson, which is modern day. And Ladanian is in. He's the fastest of 50 touchdowns, and they that was back when they played 12 to, and 14 games. Mm-hmm. So they started out at 12, and then they played 14. Yeah. Um, and he was the first, you know, kind of like to be the big back that could, you know, run and catch and all that. And so, um, you know, to be honest with you, it's just going to take some time. But there's there's a team aspect to it, ownership aspect to it that is weird because, like for the Vikings, and this Jim Marshall's like an uncle to me, right? They're probably not trying to push Jim Marshall to the, the Hall of Fame. There's nothing against him. But the most he's only the most sacks he's ever had in the season is five and a half. But he played 20 years. Like, you don't get in the Hall of Fame for longevity. You get in it for production. So, if you're pushing a player that's not going to get in, then you're not pushing a player that should get in. So, there's a lot of things that go into it. And Cliff Branch and and, and uh, Tony Baselli are a product of their two teams playing it. Don't think that that didn't play into it. Um, and so, you know, there's guys that will get in. You know, it's kind of like – rem- hey, Hold on. I remember talking. <laughs> hold on. I remember talking. To Eric Moltz, when I, actually I was in Charlotte because Eric Moltz lives there, and we were just catching up, you know, just drinking a couple beers and talked about Ty Law making it to the Hall of Fame. Every single one, every time that Eric Moltz played against Ty, he torched him. Right, torched right. him. Mm-hmm. But Ty Law, super and, and well, granted, great marketing saying, team behind him. I'm great saying this, team. not saying that Ty Law should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But you don't ever hear Eric Moltz, which we call Eric Moltz stats is up there too. I mean, it, and he was a it, different. He was a different, different kind of receiver. He was kind of like Andre Johnson well, first. Well, Why he, isn't Andre? You're trying to tell me right now. We called him Art Monk Jr. Are you? Are you? We call him Art trying, Monk Jr. Are you trying to tell me up. right now? Andre Johnson isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, was I'm, he on the ballot? This he didn't get. He didn't get in this year. Yeah, it, 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 he it, was on the. It, I didn't it, know he was on the ballot. There's the first year. Yeah, this would be his first year. There, there's, or there's this would have been his first ballot. There's another piece in the space, and I just got a text, and I want to read it because it was just. I want to say thank you uh, for sharing this. You read this right. Finally, Dad is getting a bit of recognition. He is not on the Buffalo Bills Ring of Fame or the Washington Redskins. But finally, the University of Nebraska is honoring Ron McDole, the dancing dancing bear. Now, just a little bit in this space that Ron McDole was a five-time All-AFL defensive tackle for the Bills. Five times in in – Six years. Uh, member of the Redskins ring of uh, uh, 70 greatest players. Now, he's not in the ring of honor, but he's one of the, he was voted one of the 70 greatest players. There are two Huskers in that, that are in this space that should be. Now, Pat Fisher is in the ring of fame, of course, former Husker. And then Ron McDowell should be in the next, in, next in that space. There are too many players who, because young media don't know who they are, and old media aren't willing to fight for who they for for what this is, 
There are players who deserve to be a part of it. There are two Huskers. Look, Pat Fisher, again, you can't talk about cornerback play in the NFL without talking about the battles back in the day between Pat Fisher and Drew Pearson and Harold Carmichael and et cetera. And Mel Gray. Right. Like this like this was <laughs> this was huge. Like we understand this is why T V ratings soared, began to soar, because you kept putting these players on T V. And these are two guys are part of one of those great names, the over the hill gang that went to went to back to back Super Bowls and you go, Well why don't you talk about it? Well, because people are mentally lazy and they respond to what they're fed. I just wanted to say, look, a chance to say this today. First of all, Joe Jacoby, you deserve your jacket. Second of all, uh, Chuck Foreman, you deserve your jacket too. Roger Craig, you deserve your jacket. Ron McDowell, Pat Fisher, y'all deserve all the flowers y'all can get. Yeah, I mean, But the people just, with microphones just... and who write the stories, y'all got to do better. That's well, all I'm saying. I mean, saying. it's just it's no different than any other type of – Nobody knows who – I don't know who are in hiring processes at the universities. Like, if you went to if you went to Ohio State, you probably don't know who all the Board of Regents are, but they have a heavy uh, hand in who's hired, how things go. Mm-hmm. It's no different. Like, you don't know who all the reporters are. It's just no different. So, like, okay, so remember the LeBron's great seasons, right? Remember it should, when you're unanimous MVP? Mm-hmm. Who's the one – you never – there's like one guy that says, There's oh, I'm, I'm going to vote for Jay Foreman, and he yeah. plays for, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, and he's the sixth man. Like, but you never know who they are. You know, even for Heisman voting, you never know who these guys are. It's like, and I always tell the story. Um, I think Lee Barfnick, I didn't realize that he voted for Michigan. I didn't realize that until Jason Peter informed me, right? Mm. And I thought he was, I thought Jason was joking, right? Yeah. But. He's like, you know, a couple minutes, he's like, I was like, dude, were you joking? He was like, nah. And I couldn't believe it, right? So you just never know um, who's in it and who's the writers. I remember, uh, I don't know if he, he writes for Pittsburgh still, but he writes for, well, he, he wrote for a Pittsburgh Gazette. And I met him out at the NFL broadcast media uh, boot camp. Asked him about it. And he's like, my job is to get as many Steelers in as possible. Period influence and get, get get guys to get Steelers in. Now, granted, when you're in four Super Bowls, but afterwards. Because mm. if, if you don't think Heinz Ward's going to get in, you're crazy. Mm. They love him. That's why, the, well, that's why they're putting him in these other leagues coaching. Yeah, I was, you just took that, the words right that, out that's of my literally mind. literally how, how all of that, that's right. what you all of that is. Right. And then, um, I do want to say this before we go to break. And, nothing, and look, when I say this, and I don't mean to cut you, this is not hating you know, or anything on other people. This oh, is just, just reality. Just do basic stuff. Yeah. Just do basic stuff. Right. Uh, John and Cortland p- post this, and I really like this as well, and it's a great thing to land on as we as we go to break. What really helped was the guy who started to plays for the Vikings, Lexington, Nebraska's own Mick Tinglehoff, and a guy who, who ran Pro Bowls and all, all pro uh, situation scenarios his entire career. So there's tons to talk about, uh, but up next, Rico, tell us what's up here on Old School. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. 
Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.